Welcome to 519 Connect, where the Windsor Police Service connects with members of our community. Let's talk. Let's have a conversation. Welcome to 519 Connect. I'm your host, Jamie Ajete Nelson, Diversity Officer for the Windsor Police Service. And today we're here on our second episode, and we got a special guest. And I think this episode is going to be called Community Activist. So this is how I'm going to start this. Community, a feeling of fellowship with others as a result of sharing common attitudes, interests, and goals. Activist, a person who campaigns to bring political and social change. John Elliott. John Elliott was born and raised in Windsor, a leader, a mentor to those who are ready to listen and those who might not have been ready to listen. His realness is not only in his passion, but in his actions. As the young kids say now, he's outside. He doesn't hide. He says what needs to be said, and he acts on what the community needs. He isn't controversy. He's positivity. He's been married for 29 years and has seven children but he's been a father figure to many more. He's been employed by the Sandwich Teen Action Group, also known as STAG. What is STAG? STAG, for those of you who don't know, is a community-based nonprofit organization responding to the needs of youth in Windsor and Essex County. They are committed to providing programs for positive life experiences that enable youth at risk to find support, cope with problems, and lead healthy lives. Respect yourself, respect others. That's Stag's motto, and it's a motto I truly believe in. John is one of the founders of Stag, and he's watched it grow, mature, and evolve into an organization that nurtures youth into leaders. I won't say much more about PICS. Those in the community know him as that. So we're going to let him talk his talk. So let's have a conversation. Welcome, John. Hey, thank you, Jamie, and you guys. uh, Thanks for having me here today. Yeah, I had, I, had, I had to look you up. You know, you, there's, there's a lot about you. you. You Google someone, and there's so much, and it just shows your, uh, your presence in the community. But before we get going, All right. I got to ask you about that nickname. Boy, yeah, that's a classic. That's a classic for sure. So I have a, an older sister. She's probably a year and a few months older than me. Um, my mom named me John, my middle name Michael. So she was a year old at the time. She kept trying to say John Michael, and she kept saying John Pickles. So Pickles stuck with me. I'm 61 years old. A lot of cousins still only know me by that. They approach me and go to call me Pickles. Ah, I can't call you that. I'm like, well, my name's John, but after a minute or so, someone's going to call me Pickles. So it's just, you know, it's a fact of life for me. And then the teenagers, they shortened it to pigs. That's where the pigs part come from. The teenagers shortened it. I guess they didn't like pickles, so they're like, nah, pigs is more of the case, right? So, yeah, it's, uh, I answered both. I, I laugh about it. I can tease about it because it was, you know, all in good taste of how I got it. But if someone calls me John, I'll answer. If somebody calls me pickles or pigs, I'll answer, right? So, it's, uh, yeah, it's definitely one of those life things. But, yeah, it's, good. it's a good thing. Yeah, you, you see that evolution in the name, right? Pickles, and then, you know, you've been around when the kids, you know, they, they got to add their little little spice on it, so it, it's it's relevant and cool. So, you know, you're, you're doing your thing, and Picks, you know, who knows what it's going to be a few years from now, you yeah. know, the kids come with something new. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and I mean, I wear it well. I, um, you know, I, I, I often laugh when I see, like, we're in the, the world of social media, and then, you know, I'll be reading through things online and all of a sudden I come across something and somebody will say pickles. And I'm like, OK, 
that person knows who I am because, you know, if you know Pickles from way back then, it's, it's some way that I definitely know. But, yeah, it's good. And, um, you know, it's, it's a bit of a hook for the kids, you know, and they know, they know what I stand for, you know what I'm saying? But I'm all about, um, you know, doing positive things and, and, and being there for my community. And, you know, life is good. What can I say? All right. That, that's big. That's big. So, you know, we're, we're talking about the kids. Um, you know, I mentioned Stag. But let's elaborate on it a little bit. Like, how, where does Stag come from? How did it start? And, you know, in the era of, of, of John Elliott, where did that fit in your life? Yeah, so I came, a uh, bit of the history, I came in 1993. So uh, the story, the history of it is it was founded by two area police officers, West End guys, Dave Deutsch, Mike McKenzie, uh, infamous for, you know, who they were in this community back then guys that went to Forster High School, guys that grew up in the community and seen the need for something for the kids, right? So, you know, that was their vision. Um, then they were looking for someone that could uh, work with the youth and had a good feel for the community. So that's kind of where I slid in after probably two years. You know, they realized, yeah, this is our guy. So they handed it off to me because, you know, they were still working their jobs and had family. So, you know, that's kind of where my start was. And I always knew that was my passion was to work with the young people because uh, right out of high school, uh, I had got my first job at uh, College Avenue Community Center. So a lot of these kids back then were, you know, say 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. When I got to Stag, there were, a lot of them were the same kids, but now they were teenagers. So they knew me coming right in the door. So it was a perfect fit. Also, I grew up right in St. Joseph Projects. I lived there shoot 14 years of my life from the time I was 13 right up into adulthood and um, you know I remember the West End you know nowadays where it has that label as being a real bad end of town that's where that label come from because back then yeah it was tough man it was like it was as rough as it came I think they compared you know the West End uh, St. Joseph Projects Bloomfield and the the rivalry was Drulard Road at the time. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know, you know that that was pretty tough neighborhood too. So, uh, I'd seen it all. You know, as a young person growing up in the neighborhood, I'd seen it all. You know, like everything someone could imagine, negative and bad. We seen it. We live with it. We grew up with it. So, I was one of the fortunate ones. When I tell the story, I said, you know what? I got out by the grace of God, and I had a real strong mom. My mom was tough, right? You ask my other brothers too, boy. The old lady didn't play, right? <laughs> I feel that. I was scared. I, boy, I was scared of it until I was about 21, right? If you can imagine. But she was real stern and, and, and disciplining us. And I'm thankful. Like, as I got older, I'm very thankful for, you know, her not giving in to me, wanting to hang out with the fellows after hours when I know I, I needed to go to school the next day. And it kept me on, it kept me in bounds in a lot of ways, right? So I didn't get in trouble, with, um, you know, the law or, or drugs or anything, right? So, you know, moving forward, um, uh, by the time I came back, when I came to Stag, um, you know, I was very, I was very, um, like, I didn't, I didn't like to go to the neighborhood where I grew up because it had a lot of bad memories. Mm-hmm. I knew a lot of my friends down there. A lot of them died right in those projects, hung themselves, asphyxiated themselves, uh, shot and killed, you know, it, it all went on there, right? So it took me a while before I could actually go into the community where the project housing are, uh, where, it, where it is. So but I think one time um, when we were setting up our Advocating Young Minds program, 
or we're doing computers for kids or something over there in, in the St. Joseph, I finally felt what my calling was to the entire community, right? And, you know, just to, to, to let those old ghosts kind of, you know, settle. So um, I'm, I'm grateful that, you know, I was able to come to terms with a lot of it because for me to be able to get a lot of work done, not only in Stag, but into the outer community, yeah, I had to conquer, you know, we call them demons. And basically that's what they were with me too, right? Because I didn't want to get drugged back down into that because, you know, a lot went on and, um, you know, I kept all the, I kept, uh, one thing about me, I keep good files. I kept all my files, good and bad, because the bad files are also a part of your life. And, and to have those as a reference to go back to and remember and then share when I'm like teaching the young people, right? Because sometimes, you know, they, 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 they come from a different world. But when I can connect the two, I said, listen, here's how it was when we were growing up. And, and, you know, here's why we didn't do certain things, not just say, don't do it. Here's why we didn't do it, because this is what it led to, you know, and even my kids, you know, I was able to show them different things as they were growing up and people that I grew up with that, you know, they were the same as me, but they went down the bad road and that's where their life ended. And they just the question, why was that? And I said, well, you know, it's choices, you know, the choices we make in life. And being mentally tough, having that mental toughness to when you fall down, man, just get up. Not how many times you fall down, it's how many times you get up, right? Yeah, no, that's 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 perfectly said. Um, you talk about the demons and, uh, you know, now they articulate it unlike they did back in the day. They talk about PTSD and, you know, it's not necessarily it has to be something, you know, traumatic, things like that. But like you said, picking yourself up and I, I feel through STAG, you know, just talking to people who've been through the program, you know, when they were down, Stag was that place that helped them get back up. Oh, yeah. yeah so yeah, yeah. that's that that's something, a testament to you, to that program. And in that area, you saw that need, and it's it's amazing. Um, you know, like you said, full circle, you know, came back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, um, and when the kids come, you know, they I, they automatically get that sense that it's uh, it's neutral. It's kind of a neutral place. And we've established over years that if there's any trouble with anything, it stays outside the door. Once you come here, it's a neutral place. It's for everyone. Um, the teaching, and you, you mentioned, our, we taught that respect yourself, respect others. And I hold them to it. I don't, we don't have a, a big list of rules there. That's the only rule. And, you know, to explain it to some of the kids, and I'm like, listen, you don't see me walking around cursing and doing this and that. I don't do it. You don't do it. I run the place and I don't do it. So... You don't do it, and you, you won't have a problem. And it's it goes it's negotiated very easy. You know, certain things like um, like drugs and, and and fights, and it doesn't go on. So those are the kinds of things. Well, it'll get you put out for a while, and and <laughs> hopefully you'll get back in. But I don't. You know, I I kind of use the the term. I'm not the school because this is your privilege to come here, not your right. Right. There it is. So when I send them home and they know, right, we come back the next day, we take it up. It's done. It's over and, and we keep going. Right. So, yeah, but it's a good it's a good program. And I'm, I'm proud of you know, what we've we've accomplished. I get a lot of the credit because I'm the front guy, man. But there's been lots of people back then that put into the center. A lot of people now that that do um, a lot of things behind the scene to make it, a, you know, a, a great program. So. Yeah, no, that that that's great. You talk about you know leaving it at the door when you come in. These are some of these life skills. Um, 
I feel you get life skills from everywhere, but I think it's important when, you know, you're giving these kids the choice, you know, like you said, it's a privilege. You're not making them do that. You just got to follow these rules and, you know, you'll be not necessarily, I want to say accepted, but, you know, things will go a lot smoother and you're creating a culture. Like you said, you lead by example. Um, when those kids, you know, they might have need a timeout, they're seeing everyone coming and, and you see the kids, um, they're having fun. They're enjoying it. They're learning something. Kids don't want to miss out about, uh, on that. And that's important that you said they're allowed back. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, yeah. second chances, third chances. Um, you can never give up on these kids. And no. you talk about your, the alumni of, of STAG. You know, I've, I've seen a lot of them. You know, I work with some of them. And, and I've seen some of them on the, the provincial, the, the national, and the world level from, from STAG. And it's always funny to see. I, I find out after. I'm like, you know, they've gone through this, this program um, you know, what are some of the, the programs that STAG happen that, you know, the community might not know about and how they can be a part of it? Yeah, and, and we're, we do social rec. And, you know, that's one of the, the things um, right now that, you know, we're becoming like life after COVID. And some would question, well, what goes on at STAG? You know, the kids just go there and hang out and, you know, the kind of thing. And, and in essence, yeah, that's, you know, it's a, it's a place where it's a release from school. Because when they're in school all day and after school, they want to find somewhere to go where it's it's safe. Um, they can be with their friends. They can play sports in the gym. They could play, you know, they have the pool table room, which is a, a gathering. The girls, they have their own space there. The girls have like a, it looks like an apartment flat. So they gather together every Wednesday just the girls um, uh, do their own thing. You know, no pressure from boys. Have, they have female coordinators to, to talk with them. Um, we have a fitness program. You know, we're getting ready to redesign the fitness program there. But, you know, I always I always say if you, you come there, like to talk about it is one thing, but you have to come there to kind of see the place in action, you know, when it's moving and everything like that. And it's very, it's kind of non-structured, right? Because, you know, the kids don't want to feel like they're in school. Like, come here, you need to do this. Come here, you got to do that. So they come, the rooms are designed as activity rooms, and they can decide what they want to do. And sometimes you just see them plainly sitting around in the pool table room on some of the couches, and they're on their their, uh, phones and just having conversation with each other and laughing and playing, and that's all it is, right? But they're safe, right? They're not in the streets where trouble can find them or, or, you know, they're going to find trouble they're safe. And I used to say to some of the, you know, I have to have a, sometimes with the boys, some of the boys don't want to listen sometimes. And I, I would say to them, okay, let me ask you a question. Why do you think some of the bad guys that are in the neighborhood don't come here? I said, because they don't want to deal with me coming here because they know the kind of program I run. So um, I, we've, we've made it a, a, a real, a real safe place for, for the young people. And, you know, the community's welcome. Like they, there's no invitation to adults, parents, or anyone. Don't see a lot of parents unless, you know, it's something why they need to come in. But, um, you know, I always say the doors are open. Come on in. Come on in. Any, anyone. Yeah, that's, that's perfect. Yeah. Uh, you, you, the conversations happen. And through those conver- conversations, collaborations happen. Um, I, I've talked to people at work and in different organizations where you're on those boards and those chairs um, and you're a director of different different areas. And I, I think I would feel if I was in that setting at STAG, 
you bring a little bit of that structure to them because they can they can talk to you about something. I feel like you could tell any kid in there, um, you know, I have an interest in this or I, I feel passionate about this. You can guide them. And that's through collaboration and, and conversation. And they're doing that, that there and learning how to do that because, you know, kids can be on their phones all day. But but at Stag, they're, they're there. They might be on their phones. But, you know, the lost art of conversation, I feel like your program really teaches that. And that's a, a type of structured unstructured type of learning there and it's great i've been there and and i've come and just been a fly on the wall and and it's good to see and you know you bring a lot of people back um successful or people who have gone through some tough times and what message do you you ask your your alumni to bring um back to stag well it's um you know i mean i have currently right now there are uh youth that grew up at stag that are on our board of directors Right. So that's that's one of the areas. Um, I think one of the new things we're, we're going to be doing online on Sound Street Action Group website is putting out for donations. It's like a sponsor package. Uh, I'm trying to reach the alumni, you know, to to give back to the center um, monetary because, you know, that it's, it's definitely needed. We're a not for profit. And, you know, where is the money to keep the doors open? But I want them to wherever they're at in the world. And that's a good thing about the social media and the Facebook. That you're able to reach out and see some of the, the people that are not in Windsor no more, but that came through Stag. So we're that's another area, um, you know, where I, I like to see the alumni. And oftentimes, you know, I'll be at work. I remember uh, the last, the one I could just think off the top of my head, one of the boys that grew up. He went to Catholic Central and um, moved away. I forgot all about him until I seen him. Car pulls up. I'm leaving out, and it's one of the young guys that uh, grew up at Stag. He was in town visiting from Houston. It was right around the time when they were having those big old rains there too, right? Mm-hmm. So he come with him, his wife, and, and their young daughter, their baby daughter, right? And I'm like, wow, look at you. And uh, John, I was in town, and I had to bring my wife to show her, you know, the, the center that I grew up at, right? He was doing real estate. He was a real estate person. I think she was in dental or something. But, um, and th- that happens periodically, right? Um, you know, someone will just come by and it's, they're all grown up. So it takes me a minute to peel back some of the years, <laughs> but I always remember the, the young people, eh? But, um, you know, my, my goal now is to, uh, the shoes that I've created to, for the young people to follow in, the next generation of that will run stag. And it's like, where are you going, John? I'm not going anywhere. I'll be on the board. I'll go from working in the office to the board of directors. So, and I live five minutes down the road. So, <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm not going to disappear like that. I have a, um, you know, I have part of the responsibility to make sure Stag is always in the community. But it's, it's I'm winding it down. I'm 30 years in, so a couple more years. And uh, there's young people that now we're putting in place to, to, to carry on, you know, with Stag. But like I said, I'll be on the board, so I won't be far but the, the daily, everyday part of it, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of uh, long in the tooth, getting a little bit long in the tooth. I, I, I said, well, John, I said, I'm tired, man. I truly have, right, some days. The administrative part I could do, but I can also, I also have some good people. There are stag alumni people that are in place to take over the center, man, and, and that's what you want to do, right? You know, I don't want to be there working in the office till I'm 70 years old because I don't want to give up the ghost, right? Yeah. Like just pass the torch and and I won't be too far to where they can reach out if they have a question or 
you know, I need to be there somewhere. I won't be too far that they can't access me, but it, it's, it's almost time. It's becoming time. There it is. I, um, when I think about it, cause the other day we talk about social media and, and the platforms. I saw you hooping the other day online. Uh, Mahari posted a video and you pulled up on them. You, you let them know the shot was coming <laughs> if, if they don't respect the shot. And I, I love basketball. You know, my era is, uh, you know, Isaiah Thomas, Michael Jordan, Larry Bird growing up and, you know, Kobe and LeBron. And uh, I was just thinking about this. Um, you, you know, you are your own uh, entity, your own uh, success, your own greatness. But if I had to parallel it to anything, you're Jordan, right? And then, you know, you got some Kobe's and, and, and LeBron. And everyone asks who's the greatest, but I, I think they're all great. And the reason why I, I, I look to Jordan, he, he set the mold. You know, people emulate it and then they make it their own. And uh, there's others in this community that you've mentored, um, that you, you've you helped, who've gone through the program, who are now doing the same thing. Um, do you have any uh, tips or, you know, a statement on, on how, you know, people trying to start their own or work with others, what they should should do when it when we talk about collaborations like how how to go into it and i had some good teachers jamie for sure i i i've been very blessed in my life to have had people in my corner all through life guiding me right disciplining me uh, you know teaching me the ropes of different things and um you know certainly a testament to stag was uh Mike and Dave, um, who I mentioned, and uh, Red Wilson, Uncle Red. We, we know him as Uncle Red. And when I came there, and real gruff kind of guy, right? Like, uh, God rest his soul. Um, just like old Union-style gruff, right? And one of the things he told me was, John, you have to learn how to work with people. Mm-hmm. Because you, you can't do it all by yourself. So you have to learn how to work with them. And I took that, I took that piece of... Uh, wisdom from him and man it's it's came to fruition tenfold because everyone coming in the door is potentially somebody that we can help we can work with we can partner with we can collaborate with so come on in what are we up to today and the other person i want to mention before i forget um bob williams who was a local businessman uh, owned a mailing company and he was brought in uh around 95 Mike McKen- from Mike McKenzie to help us with the financial business part of it. And I mentored probably two and a half years with him on how to run a business, right? Just how to keep your books in order, all your financial. And, y- y- you know, to have guys like those in my corner to mentor me, um, you know, and unfortunately, Bob passed away too. Him and Red, Bob passed away five days of Red at the time, right? So it was a tough time. But I remember as sad as I was about it, I knew Stag would go on because they both give me everything they had, right? So mm-hmm. there was, there's no way that Stag wouldn't continue on the path that it's on. And so I've been put in the position now where I need to leave it to the next generation of young people coming. And sometimes you can't work with everybody, right? Yep. But, but I always tell, don't burn bridges. I always tell people, don't burn your bridge with with people because you never know when it's going to come full circle and you may have an opportunity to work with that same person again. Sometimes you have to stop business where it's at. Okay. We'll just stop there and, you know, be done with our business, but don't burn a bridge. Right. Because you never know. Um, 
you know, and, and one of the things I say, we work with young people, Jamie. So when you gain young people's trust, they trust you, man. So when you get the, the young people to trust you, don't betray the trust. You know, I'm very, I've always been very conscious of what I teach them mm-hmm. not to do and how I live my life outside of that. Because I don't want to say this is the reason why you shouldn't do that in your life. And then as soon as they turn their back, I'm doing that exact thing. I teach them like I was taught the right things to help them further in their life. Some of it they might not get until they're later on in their life. I remember one of those lessons from my mom. It took me probably into my 40s until I got it. And I mean, the thing dropped on my head like a big old raindrop, Mm. right? That's how long it took. But when it did, I realized, wow, you know, I finally got what, you know. So those are kind of some of the... um, some of the life lessons I tried to give back. And, you know, I didn't invent them. I was a product of a lot of it, right? So so I have, I've always known, I've always had a responsibility to, to do something with my life because a lot of people invested in me to do something with it. So now my job and, and my passion uh, with the young people is give them as much of that goodness as I've gotten and set them on, you know, pathways to, um, you know, roads in life to help them succeed. And I think that's why, you know, a lot of times and I kind of don't like all that um, attention I get as the person that runs Stag like that because I have a lot of great people alongside of me, right, working behind the scenes. They they might not be seen, but they're there with me to keep the um, the center going and have been to where it is now. So, you know, I... I guess all I would want to say to somebody is if when you're working with people, just be honest, honest about your work, man. You know, like honesty is, is, is a good, it's a good start. Be honest, be loyal. And then, um, you know, things are going to work, work how they're going to work themselves out. So I don't really have a a real big recipe to it, but you know, it's, it's one of the things Bob used to say, uncle Bob was that John don't rest on what you did yesterday. What are you doing today? And man, I like that one because I'm there always I'm always cooking with you know from one day to the next, right? It's like what are we up to today? I don't know. Well, we're not worried about what we did yesterday. What's today happening? So we're always pushing, you know. We're always pushing it that way. And there's so much more, I believe, that's going to come out of Stag from the next generation to run it after me because they're they're new people too. You know, you can keep some of the old. I like the old, um, like the old rules. I say. A lot of it's one of my secrets, and I'll kind of let the cat out of the bag to working with the youth is because there are a lot of those disciplines that my folks taught me. My folks, my my friends, parents, and stuff. Yeah. Those rules where you don't move, man. They don't, they don't move. You can't manipulate them. You can't compromise. It's like this is what it is. This is what you're not gonna. Why well, you're not gonna do it? And it's gonna set you on the right course. And the kids know, right? Cause yeah. The kids nowadays, man, they're up on everything, so you can't you can't trick them with just anything. They have to be solid kind of disciplines, and I I, I got a lot of that, so I'm I'm thankful because you know I share it with the kids now and then. I try to keep an openness of what's going on in their world today because there's a lot of stuff going on in the world today with the young people that we never had that right. That's and that's that's true. Yeah. Um, we got to evolve with them. They. We, we talk about social media. They're hearing about things before, you know, I can even see them. Um, and it, it's tough. But you, you said something perfect there is that, you know, you're you're moving with that transition. You're, you're not 
you know, you have your foundations, but at the same time, you might have to say it differently so they understand it. But those are the, the core foundations. You just it's some things you can't change, some lessons, some disciplines. You, you just, they are what they are um, and they don't need to be changed because they work. But, you know, the communication aspect of it, uh, which I feel you're great at. And that's that proves to your longevity is, you know, you're talking like you said, they called you pickle. You know, back then they call you picks now, so it's it's changing. You're seeing the groups change, and 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 you're able to to, to keep up with it, and and not ashamed for me. You know, uh, when technology starts happening, I I could shy away, but why? You know, keep relevant with it, and you know, reach out. I can always say I don't know something, and uh, we had a few um, uh, co-op students. They taught me a lot. I would just pick their brains, right? just so I can help mold what I, I'm working with and what I'm doing. So that, that, that's great that you're still doing that. Um, and, and I, I want to talk about our, our collaborations and um, I'm in recruiting, of course. And I feel like we have some people from STAG who are now officers and, you know, those alumni, uh, what do you think made them such, you know, um, viable, great candidates for, for the Windsor police, you know, being a part of that STAG program? couple of them off my top off the top of my head without uh mentioning who they were and i remember one of the young men sitting across from me in the office and we got talking and you know what do you want to do and i want to be a police officer i'm like really right but already knowing that like he was you know um um i think at college at the time but grew up right in right through stag and having all of those quality qualities not qualification but qualities in a person that would would embody what a police officer right you know um because it's a tough job like a, you know my hat goes off to police officers all over because it is a tough job i've been able to see it up close closer than some people uh but you know i always say i would always say to the young people that you have to be on board right you on board with everything what you're doing right and that goes along with being um living it like a clean life Right. Like not trying to be below board. And then mm-hmm. when it suits you, you want to be on top on on board to apply for a profession like the police. So, you know, just, um, you know, the one guy being right from this community and I know he'll always be a part of be from this community. Mm-hmm. Right. And to teach others like, listen, I don't you, you might not have grown up here. But what they say about this end of the community, it's not everything what you hear. Come on, I'll show you around. You know, and he's brought some of the the officers by, introduced them to me. And, you know, they come from some of the outer community, so they don't know, right? So it's one of those things, well, if you hear, you know, the West End a bad end, I guess it must be a bad end. But if you're introduced to it, and then people in the community to see that, wow, you know, it's you have a place like Stag here, wow, that's something. You know, there's this guy, John Elliott, and... I met him, and he sort of comes across like like a stand-up kind of guy, right? I didn't know that, you know, they had people like that. So, you know, my one of the things, the officers for me is I know they're going to represent well uh, with their fam- not only their families, but the community. So, you know, um, after that, it's, you know, it's one of, those, the, one of those professional choices, right? I don't know, you know, once you get into the process, then you guys know it's a long process, but... For the officers that have came through stag doors that are now officers, they're just they're just solid people, solid guys, right? Like, like um, you know, you, when you do a job, 
you do the job to the fullest. You don't cut corners. Mm, there it is. To do it, right? You just you do the job to the fullest and you remain who you are while you're doing it, right? You don't have to change, you know, change your stripes or, or anything like that. You just you be who you are, you do the best job you can do, and then you go home at night, man. So there it is. And um I think those officers uh, bring a whole new concept of diversity right you know most of the time people are are, are caught up on um you know skin color and, and things like that but where you're from um the life experiences you lived uh people you know and and how you've had to you know navigate through life and, and i think stag um just gives you those some of those life quality skills and i always tell um people who are coming through when they're in different types of programs like that i'm like that's a bonus articulate that because that's what we need in, in a service people that represent our community, right? And they can talk to everyone. And I feel when I go to STAG, there, there's so much happening. There are so many different groups and so many different lifestyles that, you know, em- embody what we need in police officers. And like like you said, being a good person, above board. I, I think I'm going to use that one now. Next time I'm recruiting, we, we need you to be above board. You know, you're outside. You're do- Everything you're doing, you're okay talking about it, Right. And don't look at it as, as a deficiency. I always tell them, don't hide that. That is part of your character. You know, but you talked about earlier, some of the things you've seen and, and lived through. And sometimes it, it takes a while before you can conceptualize and articulate what that is. But I always tell them, look, look a little bit deeper um, when becoming a, when any profession, you know, use that as a, as a bonus, as, as a skill. It, it might not be on a certificate. It might not be in a diploma, but that is the real world. You know, we talk about, you know, discipline, how to deal with other people, picking yourself up when you're down. Those are all qualities of a a, a great officer and a great employee and just a great person in general and and give back. And I I love when the officers, the stag officers, you know, they said they stopped in. I remember Neil brought me there when I was, when I was a cadet and he brought me in and I was like, wow, I came back on my own one time and, and you greeted me. It's like, Hey, how you doing? You know, and like you said, I was like, that's John Elliott. You know, I didn't know he was picks yet, but, you know, I came back and you, you would talk about the program because you're proud of it. You're passionate about it and you believe in it and the people. So that, that's a, that's a great testament uh, to the program, to you. Um, we appreciate you. You know, we always say we want to give people their flowers, right? And you deserve your flowers from this community. Um, you know, you've, you've been a city councilor. Um, you, you've been on different boards, youth diversion. I, are you still on that? No, no, no. Oh. I finished youth diversion when I got to council, man. I just, it was so I had so much overwhelm. Because when you're a counselor, you have to do a certain amount of boards and committee as well, right? Committees as well. I remember trying to get away with, um, doing like five or something because I knew I had to work, right? I'm working a full-time job, plus you're a full-time counselor and you got to do all these boards and committee. And I remember this guy, I could laugh about it now, but I approached the mayor, I'm like, look, man, I can't do all these boards. and Well, just do what you can, John. So I tried to get away with five and I ended up getting saddled with eight, right? And they were like, <laughs> eight, man, that's a lot. I'm like, no, some of them have 17, 18, 19, right? Some yeah. of them were just, but I couldn't do it, so... Divergence was one of the the groups that I loved being on the board with, but I just couldn't I couldn't manage all of it, so I bowed out. But I I kept good relationship with that program as well because we all work in youth. So, yeah, no that that's a great program. I actually had uh, 
an officer, you know, I, I said I was speaking with you, and then they, you know, they dropped a dime on me. They're like, yeah, you know, you just, I don't know if you know it. Sometimes you're talking to someone, and you don't even know you're spitting some knowledge, some something that lasts in people's brains that, you know, take them through life. You, 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 ever, you ever find yourself in those moments? Um, I don't know. Jamie, that's kind of deep, man. I just, I, I'm, I'm one of those types that I like people, right? I always say I legitimately like people. When I'm working, can't really say that outside of work, was when I'm, when I'm home, I'm more like a, a good, just a kind of bit of a recluse when I'm at home. But when I'm working and I'm doing my thing out here, I legitimately like people because I think everybody has something in them of something, right? Of yeah. something. And I, I'm like... I, you know, I have to say to people, just tell me if I'm being too nosy or something, because I legitimately want to know who you are. And it's like, why do you need to know all that, John? I'm like, for no particular reason, I won't do anything with it. I'm just wanting to get to know you. So, you know, that's um, that's that's just my personality kind of thing. And I've I've I found that I find it very easy to have conversations with just anybody. Right. There's always something to talk about and and to relate to somebody about. And I don't know how I got that maybe it has something to do with that nickname pickles but I could I, I talked to I remember having a guest speak to a group of 200 people that he didn't know and it was just easy right I could do it but then when I'm sitting with five of my own peers tough <laughs> you know that kind yeah, of feeling right, that, right? Yeah. yeah just like real tough but um you know certainly um getting back to what we were talking about with the police. And one of the things, you know, one of the qualities in uh, the police that I learned, I had to learn when I met um, uh, Dave and Mike, because, man, we didn't always get on with the police, you know, on, being honest and stuff. Like, I grew up in the neighborhood. I didn't get in any trouble with them because I knew better because my mom's, right? Mm-hmm. But That's the original police. A, there, wasn't a, there wasn't a real relationship there until I met Dave and Mike, right? And, and we developed... Um, I developed a relationship to where I seen those guys for people underneath the uniform. And to me, that was important. And it still carries important because there are there underneath the uniform. Police are people, too. And and sometimes people need to understand that. Right. Like they just paint them with the brush. Oh, they're police and they're no good. No, no, no. Wait a minute. There are people underneath that uniform. That's what you have to get to. And then you'll understand the job that they're having to do. So I, I was I was actually privy of that when I, I work with those guys. And once I once I did that, then the rest was, you know, the relationship that we, we continued to build was because of that. Right. And and I remember me and Dave Deutsch got rested. So we were sitting in the office one time and there was an issue that went on, went on in the community. And him and I met in the office. We were talking about it. And, and we come to a mutual understanding. You know, what goes on here is what we do here. What goes on out there is something different, right? So, you know, it was kind of cool. And then Mike, I knew Mike from high school. I always know who he was. And guy with, it, like, a where's his heart on his sleeve, right? Crazy Mike, right? <laughs> they, they, they said, oh you, oh, you knew Mad Dog? I said, no, when I met him, he was Puppy Dog, right? <laughs> he was, like, real calm and everything. But I always heard the stories about him, eh, when, you know, he was kind of going through his career. But, you know, now fast forward and, you know, we have the officers and, and the relationship, what we do now with the police. That's why we're always trying to be collaborative because, like, you guys are people, man. Like you have a, a tough job to do, but that shouldn't define who you are as people. People should get to know who you are as people. Kind of what I'm trying to, you know, 
yeah make understand yeah no there there it is there that, yeah. that answered my question that knowledge you, you're dropping on us i just want to let you know we, we appreciate you the community does um and they always have you know to be that long in this community the longevity it, it shows your uniqueness and your passion for the community so i appreciate you coming out on their, on our second episode um it was great um, once again, thank you everyone listening 519 connect. You can find us on uh, Twitter or you can go to the Windsor police YouTube page to catch this episode. Thank you, John. Take care. Good stuff. Thank you.